Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of 7 Minutes or Less. This is your host Ben, and it's good to be talking NBA. You know, it took a while to get over the whole Kobe Bryant tragedy, and uh, I'm still kind of not over it, but you know, it's just, uh, now it's all about who's going to be that team that carries the Mamba mentality into the finals, and everything that happens this year from the All-Star game till the finals is going to be like a tribute to Kobe Bryant. Um, I found it fitting that Kawhi Leonard won the All-Star Game MVP. Um, an LA guy, also somebody who worked out with Kobe Bryant and who shared actually the, the same pilot um, of that tragedy uh, for his, the same helicopter pilot. So um, I found that to be a little bit of like a things coming full circle kind of uh, situation, which, which was in a way nice. Um, and also the fact that the All-Star Game was the, the new rules that they put in place um, to make it more competitive, I found that was actually an idea that Kobe Bryant was discussing with Chris Paul, and Chris Paul brought it to fruition. So what was interesting about the All-Star Game, and I'll touch on that a little bit, was besides the competitiveness, and they weren't playing certain players like Luca, like the younger guys, um, but what made it very interesting was who the players perceive as the best. And it just shows that Chris Paul is in that category still. Chris Paul is considered by his peers to be like right there with the best. You know, he was playing in crunch time. He was coming up huge. And nobody expected OKC to be where they are right now in the playoffs. So he's been a great, great story because in a way he was, he's been so someone would consider overrated over the years that he's actually become underrated at this point. And his contract doesn't help the situation. That's probably why he's very underappreciated. Like, forget the contract. Um, just as a player, he's an awesome player. So uh, let's let's get that out of the way. But what I noticed was the one person that I didn't expect to be so so relied upon to score um, in, the, in the clutch during the All-Star game was Joel Embiid. So that goes to show maybe that's the guy that Philly needs to invest in over Simmons. That's the guy who they keep no matter what. Um, he hasn't played up to his talent, but yeah, he's he's really the, he's the go-to guy. When they needed a bucket and they're force-feeding him down low, I don't know if he got the message, but he should get the message that that's what the players think of you. You're the guy who they could dump it down to to get a bucket. And he needs to stop hanging out on the perimeter and start just banging inside because he really can't be stopped um i was impressed by lebron obviously um Giannis, i felt defensively defensively Giannis um played very well but not offensively and obviously Kawhi was phenomenal um so overall it was a very successful all-star game the other thing i'd like to say is about the clippers just quickly to discuss who they just got. They just got Reggie Jackson, who's he's not an all-star, but he's a scoring guard. He's a he's a point guard that's going to come off the pick and roll. Um, he's a threat that they don't really have at this point right now. Lou Williams is a shooting guard, so he's kind of just like a scoring point guard that they don't really have. Now, Beverly's great. His defense is great, but this is a nice little change of pace. Um, I thought that was an underrated move. Add the Marcus Morris... Uh, you know, signing that they're pretty stacked. I mean, I would say that their only weakness is still size, but 
you know, there's still time until teams wave start waving players. Like, I don't know if Tristan Tristan Thompson will get waved at some point, but I'm assuming if he does, that's the perfect, that's the ideal situation if he goes there. Like a guy like that, that's that would basically solidify the Clippers as the team to beat in the East, in the West. Um, right now, I still think they are, but injuries can happen, and also when things slow down in the playoffs and it becomes more like half-court sets and, you know, offensive rebounds come into play, length, I think they're still a little bit weak. I mean, Harrell is like an undersized power forward playing center, and uh, Zubac hasn't really proven that he can play many minutes. So that's really the guy, you know, um, like a Tristan Thompson type who just basically makes them the perfect team. I'm not saying it's going to be him. It could be somebody else. Um, it could be one of you know his teammate Andre Drummond. Maybe he has some type of falling out with the Cavs. He doesn't want to be there, and then they just have one. They just have one year left, so they might just wave him anyway. They just gave up a second round pick for him. Who knows? But someone like that, like a veteran big man who can give them 20 minutes a game and be a defensive presence, because that right there would just make them unstoppable, in my opinion. Um, they have it all. They have four guys that can throw at LeBron. To defend him and to score so you know the forward spots are pretty set um other than that that seven foot forward center that they could get to solidify things um so yeah i mean they did a great job and i i thought you know derrick rose would end up on one of the la teams so it could be that um he gets waived um who knows there's still a lot of moves that can be made via you know waiver waiver pickups so let's not think that, you know, this is it and these are the rosters we're going to see in the playoffs because a lot can change. Um, and, yeah, that's just my initial thoughts after the All-Star game was I really like that idea. I think that they're onto something. I think that I don't know if those kind of ideas can be um, implemented into regular games to make it more competitive, but eventually they'll, they're going to have to start thinking along those lines, you know, um, whether it's done in, like, second overtime kind of thing where you have to hit a certain whoever gets a certain score first wins it could make things interesting and i know these new rules are very touchy people don't like to change things but let's be real every few years they change the rules that are significantly um you know they just change the game like the three-point shot obviously changes the game it's a this is a discussion for another podcast but just to touch on it like because players are practicing shooting like 40 footers you know, do you add a four-point line? Do you add a shot that's maybe in between the opponent's three-point line and half-court line that entices players to try to take a shot at the buzzer um, when, you know, like let's say of the third quarter, the end of the third quarter, where most players don't want to take those shots because it's going to affect their efficiency. So maybe you entice them with like a four-point shot. Whatever the case may be, I'm not, this is not my area of expertise, but I do think that um, it's something that the NBA has to look into because the game is becoming too soft, too much flopping, too many, too offensively focused, um, and too many three-point shots. So we got we got to figure something out. In any case, um, it's exciting. I'm excited to have the NBA back, and I look forward to seeing what the Clippers do from now on. Mm-hmm.